Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode one of Conversations with a Socially Starved Extrovert. Uh, the aforementioned socially starved extrovert is yours truly. My name is Riley. Um, and I'm here to talk to a bunch of my closest friends um, about things that they're passionate about and about stories that they want to tell and stories that they've experienced and want more people to be able to enjoy. I think with the times that we are living through, whether it be with COVID or just the general state of the world, oftentimes it can feel really, really isolating and lonely um, just doing our day-to-day lives. And so trying to find ways to, to remedy that loneliness, remedy that isolation, um, I just realized that one of the things that I was missing out on was having these conversations with my friends, with different people, having engaging conversations and sharing stories. Uh, because I think really when it comes down to it, stories are ways that we communicate with each other. Stories are ways that we provide each other an understanding of emotions, um, events, and just important moments in our lives. And when we're unable to share those stories in the same way, it can be really, really difficult to feel connected to people. So I want to foster those connections um, from a personal level with myself and, and my friends, but also just put a bunch of really, really interesting and cool stories out into the world, both our own stories that me and my friends will talk about, but also stories that we've watched, read, listened to, just things that we've experienced that we feel are really, really good stories that have been created that more people should be able to enjoy. So... Without further ado, I'm going to introduce my first guest, um, Avery. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing good. How How are you doing? Um, I am not bad. I am. I'm over the moon excited for this because I'll be honest with our scheduling and everything. I did not think it was going to happen. Yes, I I was sort of in the same boat, and uh, yep. especially with the with the new semester starting, it's just been uh, kind of crazy. But I'm I'm it glad that we've both had the time to to slow down a little bit and just talk. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things is with the chaos of everything, sometimes it, it, it's hard to like be intentional and try to have these conversations. And that's part of why I want to do this podcast is it's going to force me to have a lot more of these conversations, which I really, really want to have. Yeah. Um, so thank so you so important. much. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming on and doing this with me. Um, I guess the, the place I want to start is just kind of getting to know you a little bit. Um, what is, what is Avery? What what are you? What do you what do you like to do? What do you give it a little introduction to yourself? What is Avery? Uh, yeah. Avery is someone who recently has been trying really hard to define himself uh, in more accurate ways. For most of my life, I've thought of myself pretty categorically as like a theater kid or like mm-hmm. a like a like a musical theater kid. Like that was what I did. Really? But I'm. I'm realizing more and more uh, a lot of it was this year and over quarantine when performance wasn't really possible that like, yeah, that's something I'm interested in, but um, I'm trying to find what else I'm interested in so I can sort of put that to the side. Um, Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find myself a little more and define myself in ways that I uh, haven't previously. Totally. Like kind of get yourself out of the pigeonhole of musical theater and all of those things and explore some new, new interests. Yeah, most definitely. Awesome. Okay. I love it. Um, I think that that definitely can be really, really tough sometimes. Cause I agree. I sometimes pigeonhole myself or think of myself as being really good at this one thing um, when that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Um, and for me, it tends to be more like, like academics and, and even more so like math specifically. Right. Um, but it can be really, really tough because when you're when you're left bored or or just not necessarily as engaged with that one thing, then like where does that leave you? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and if that's not like even if uh, I know I know personally my interests change so much depending on like what I'm doing in a semester. Like mm-hmm. I know last semester I wasn't really like I, I I wasn't in any classes that required writing. And that just was something that there was something that, that just went on the back burner and I forgot that mm-hmm. like I do like stories I, I'm I don't like getting assigned writing as homework <laughs> <laughs> yep. but you know it like I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is like when I'm when I'm doing something when I'm immersed in 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 learning something and in practicing that it it's so much more of an interest for me so I, I think going back to the to the theater thing that's a lot of what it was is mm-hmm. when there's so long where you just can't be performing. And do you, do you experience the same thing? Like with, 
with math like i know it, it's been a while since you've taken a math class well right did it yeah did you feel like less interested in it when you weren't oh totally i i i haven't taken a math class in like three or four years um up until this semester which i'm now taking a math class again um and i walked out of that class saying fuck i forgot how much i love math <laughs> right um and it was a really really interesting experience of like you're right i i love your it got put on the back burner. So I lost interest in it. Cause what I, what I, what I am interested in is what's surrounding me, what I'm doing. So I, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Cause math is fun. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people just like math is fun. What are these people talking about? Just um, like, I don't know if you get analytics for when people like click off podcasts, but, <laughs> yeah, but I'll just, it, I'll just tell you it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. You don't even need or to the check. musical theater thing. <laughs> if it, if the first, if that didn't lose them, you know? <laughs> okay. So just, if we haven't already established, you've got some, some nerds talking here. Yes. Um, okay. So, um, as a next step to try to get to know you, um, and as we kind of transition into talking a little bit more about stories, I want to get a sense of the kind of stories you enjoy. Um, and so I have I have the list a list of like six different kind of mediums for stories, and I just I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. And it can be something that you've experienced, like uh, consumed, if you will, within recently. It's like the most reading or whatever, or it can just be your favorite, whatever you want to do. And we can also skip one if if it's not necessarily something that you're a medium you enjoy. So oh, I'm so um, bad at favorites. All right, I'll try okay. my best. <laughs> um, and again, it doesn't have to be a favorite. It can be the most mm-hmm. recent. I think okay. that I'll talk about some of my most recent. So <laughs> that might what, be easier. Yeah. What have you read? I feel like we might skip this one, but what are we what, reading? Books. I'm I'm Articles actually even. Uh, for a for a class that I'm in right now, I'm reading a book called Ecotopia. It's not the most like you know, it's it's not a page turner, mm-hmm. but it's it's about uh an alternate world. I think timeline splits in like the fifties, where okay, s- central California up towards like uh up to like Washington seceded from the United States and formed this like ecotopia, like Ooh. like a, a a utopia that's super like eco friendly. Okay, and the the author i watched an interview with him and it's interesting because yeah he like he has all these radical ideas but he doesn't talk about it like an activist it's just very much like he he just sort of has like a real sense of like yeah why aren't we doing this Mm -hmm. i like so so in in reading the book there are all these things it's not fantasy like all of the things that are in there were possible in the 70s when the book was written. So they have things like, you know, ba- basically, or on, on the most basic level, they have like um, tax funded public transportation rather than paying okay. fare and like cars are totally. nearly completely abolished. Um, okay. Yep. Yep. They have just like bikes laying around that you ride somewhere and then leave there, you know, mm-hmm. and then someone else, right? Yeah. They have they have that they uh, and, and just the whole culture, um, the guy. So it's it's this guy comes from the United travel isn't allowed between the United States and Ecotopia because they feel like mm-hmm. it'll infect their population or whatever because we got to suck over here. Totally. Um, yep. So th- so this reporter comes after like, you know, months of of um, of of discussion and planning and, and he's like documenting what he's seeing and, and one of the things he notices is that like people seem to have lost their sense of anonymity that lets us here in the u.s function uh as a society you know like if okay. you're if you're going to the store to um to just like you know buy groceries you're not gonna like have a personal conversation like you you barely even like consider that the person checking you out is like a human with their own st- stories and and life experiences totally yeah right so but there's a scene in this book where he's like trying to get a ticket from somewhere and he's you know using that same like sort of fake voice that that we in america do and i most other places customer service voice yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly and and the Mm -hmm. guy like yells at him he's like he's like what do you think i am some sort of like ticket dispensing machine (laughs) yeah and he's like asking these personal questions and it's just I don't know. It's really interesting. The the implicate it goes into so much detail, like painful okay. amounts of detail. 
but oh the, the broad strokes things it's just really interesting the the implications that that has on our society like why what about the american culture is uh ma- makes it impossible for us for us to have this ecotopia anyway yeah that's that's the most recent thing that i've been reading and i think it's pretty cool. yeah ecotopia that sounds really really interesting yeah no i that's 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 deep that's i feel like there's a lot going on there um what okay but we're gonna i want to keep through going through some of these yes feel free to cut down any of that (laughs) no you're good you're good no i love it what what have you watched recently what have i watched recently uh i haven't been watching a whole lot of tv uh you looking for like tv youtube movies anything anything Oh, I've been watching. <laughs> I've <laughs> I've been watching a lot of um, <laughs> videos about this really old Minecraft server called Two B Two T. I just got oh, sort I've of like yeah. down into this rabbit hole. There's this one guy who's been playing on it since like 2013. But I think it's so interesting because there's like this whole emergent culture from a yeah. server in a video. It's like an anarchy server, so basically, there's like there's no right. rules. Anything goes. Right. Yeah, but totally. it's just there's this whole emergent culture and it's so fascinating and the guy like the guy right. telling the stories like he's not a brilliant writer you know it's not like he's he, he's got like he talks in a lot like he talks like a youtuber a lot of the time you know like the mojang yeah. top 10 you know like that but yeah yeah totally yep. it's just so cool that there's but it's so just much detail and culture in yeah. that yeah yeah, I don't know. I've been, I've just been watching a lot of Minecraft stuff lately. I've I totally. You know how like you sometimes get into that game like, you know, for two weeks every yeah. few months. Right. My brother talks about like a two week Minecraft addiction. Yeah, yeah, that's um, where I'm at right now. Of just like every once in a while. <laughs> okay, so you're in the middle of that. Okay, good yeah. to know. Good to know. Okay, yeah. um, love that. Okay, what's something you've like listened to or heard? Um, like music, podcast, music. What's something you're you're into that that on that on that front? Um, does a TED Talk count? totally cool i watched this ted talk by uh i forgot what his name is he's the guy who plays Raphael and jane the virgin because i thought it was cool because i was also watching that at the time or i still am okay um talking about he's just talking about masculinity in a really interesting way uh oh, talking okay. about how i mean his i guess his central theme is how it like it takes the characteristics typically associated with manliness like like bravery and and uh propensity to take action and stuff like that how, right. how it yep. requires those traits to be able to uh be sensitive and make connections with people and be in touch with your own emotions um yeah and i don't know i i think i i sent that to you and if there's a way to like link it in the show notes it's it's really cool um yeah that sounds really really interesting we've had for for our audience avery and i talk about masculinity a lot because of a slew of roles that we we hold at our at our high school um and it's just a really interesting concept and and innately problematic concept too um there's a lot to to dive in there yes so we don't have to do that now but if anyone's interested you can you can check that out. It's, it's yeah, I'll neat. definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely link that. Uh, yeah. And I think that we can get into, into that a little bit more, but I, I definitely want to kind of get through these yeah. mediums here. So the next one is, is played. So what is a story that you've played through like a video game um, or a story that you've had influence on? So it could be like a choose your own adventure book, um, but a story you played through something you played. Mm-hmm. It can be Minecraft. <laughs> i don't think i don't think that's too much of a story driven game <laughs> I, like look through my uh oh okay so i've been i've been playing cyberpunk and that's that's cool right. i'm not really far enough in the story to uh comment on it to comment on it there there's some cool like i mean keanu you know, reeves is all you need keanu right? reeves I, the the role that he plays in the story not to give any spoilers but the role he plays in the story is really neat yeah. Um, uh, but there's this game called Death Stranding that I had okay. never heard of until I got a part for my computer and it just came free with it. So I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> um, so it's a, a lot of people call it like a FedEx simulator because basically like literally what it is, is you're in this like 
sort of not really post-apocalyptic world but like a a world after um a a big thing happened that i'll talk about later but it's really confusing and i barely even understand it myself um and you're delivering packages from place to place and that's most of what the gameplay is it's literally just walking or later on in vehicles delivering packages from place to place um (laughs) But what makes it so interesting is that um, there's a – so the whole idea is that there was this thing called uh, – what was it called? It might have – was it the Death Strand? I don't know. There was this event that happened that, like, we saw through to this, like, mirror dimension called the Beach – And it's really, like, heady and conceptual, and I haven't read all the little, like, things that would make me understand it better, because that's not why I play games. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fair enough. But the idea within the story is that it's sort of like this this place where you can send information, and and within the story, they don't really understand it, but they just know that it works. Okay. Like you can you can use this like mirror dimension to somehow transmit information and stuff and even like physical objects. And it mm-hmm. and it has to do with like death and it's like where you like some people can see through it through to it themselves. Um with like it's some sort of like syndrome. Uh okay. and like they like cultivate babies to be able to see through it because there are also it there's there's so much there but it, okay there's a lot the, going on it's the reason the, <laughs> the the reason that i bring it up is because there is this mirror mirror dimension that you can like send stuff through and the way they tie that in to to the multiplayer aspect of it is really neat so you never see anyone else while you're playing the game okay as you discover new areas and as you like unlock them a little more other people's like creations like you can build bridges and mm-hmm. and stuff like that to make it easier to traverse the landscape okay the things that other people have built appear in your world oh that's so cool and it's and it's re- it is it's really really cool yeah. um so yeah that's that's been something that i i go back to every so often uh totally that sounds really death stranding that's what it's called right yeah <laughs> okay that sounds really really interesting yeah i'll, I'll have to check out fedex simulator at some point right <laughs> it's a tough one to explain yeah no definitely uh-huh. but that sounds sounds interesting of of like yeah yeah i i i i, I don't even have the the brain capacity to analyze and yeah. say something meaningful about that at the moment but I guess. <laughs> it sounds it sounds really really interesting i think i'd have to experience it myself but yes what is so the next story? What's the story that you've created? You were talking a little about writing earlier. Have you written anything interesting recently? Um, does a does a lab report in chemistry count? I mean, if you have an interesting story with it, yeah. Uh, no, I I haven't I haven't been doing a whole lot of writing recently. All right. Um, yeah, it's just I I haven't had the uh, a reason to do that. But oh. this next semester I'm going to I'm actually uh fallacies the group um so for some context there's uh this group that i recently joined and and that uh they also reached out to to riley wanting to get in contact with him uh it's sort Mm -hmm. of i don't say like a men's group because that sounds kind of weird but it's it's a (laughs) it's a group of a bunch of like male identifying people who sort of just like talk about masculinity and and how and and, like what society's perception of that is and how that can be uh unhealthy and and also uh they they talk a lot about um uh sexual assault and harassment as well as um like like abusive relationships whether that's uh friend to friend or uh like to a to a partner but mm-hmm. um they there's like a a weekly writing prompt for that that I'm actually really excited to uh to to have a chance to to think about those topics a little bit more and to get some thoughts down for that. Oh, totally. Yeah. That'd um, be really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I haven't I haven't written anything. <laughs> okay. But you have you have plans. Ambitions. I have plan- I, I, yes, ambitions, yeah. exactly. Totally counts. Yeah. Future, I love it. Future writing. 
<laughs> awesome. All right. And then the last one is what is the story that you lived? That is, that's a really tough question. I, yep. it doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be deep. It can be just be really something really funny. Yeah. Um, I have a story about shoe shopping that I'd love to share. Like it, it can be super silly. Like it doesn't have to be anything, anything like meaningful necessarily. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just, uh, in general, I tend to, um, I live my life very first person and like I can, I can zoom out and, and look at like trends and stuff, but I I often don't see my life in stories unless someone else points out to me that there's a story there. And also part of it is I just like, I I have a really weird way of remembering things where I can like, when, if someone brings something up, I can remember it super vividly. Right. But like out of context, I just like, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. No, you're good. Cause, cause I, my, I have, I have like an episodic way of thinking about my life almost. Mm. So I think yeah. that might be, that might be why this, this comes off as a really interesting question to me and might be kind of tough for others is I definitely have a very almost episodic way and, and not, not in a, not in a, like a super materialistic, like, oh, I'm going to live my life and, and, and so that they're the later or anything like that. It's no, not necessarily the intention. Um, but I definitely like telling stories about, yeah. about stuff that's gone on. So yeah, I, I do too. It's yeah. I'd love to hear about the, uh, about the shoe shopping story. Though. Oh, of course. Yeah. How about, how about I go through some of my stories and I go through it backwards. So I'll start with Liv. So my brother, or, well, first off, I need new shoes. I have this bad habit. I'm pretty good about most things of like, if I need something then I'll go buy it. But for some reason I don't do uh-huh. that with shoes. I will wear shoes until they fall off my feet. Same. Um, and especially <laughs> because I, I like, you know, my girlfriend is rides horses. So I'm at the barn semi. That's just not mm. a good place for shoes. And then with winter now, my shoes were, how shall we say it? Kaput. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so I really needed a new pair of shoes. And I needed like some boots too. So I, 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 I decided this afternoon to bite the bullet and go and get a pair of shoes. And, you know, we 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 head over to the local dicks and go into the store and and you know you know how those stores are like they have like one of the shoes on the shelf so then you have to ask them to yeah, see yeah. the size and all of that uh-huh. stuff it's annoying hey and, but at least they have the racetrack there right so you can test out how much speed no but that's the thing they don't anymore they, they got rid of that what yeah they got rid of that it's just not there so i had to awkwardly like run down the halls or right <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I and I was feeling bad too. So like at one point I didn't put on both shoes. So I just have one shoe and I'm just like <laughs> limping down the aisle just with people staring. It was a great time. But the the key event was my brother and I got there and the woman the woman who's there helping us who couldn't have been much older than I am like mm-hmm. no older than twenty or something. Okay. Really done with her day at work. Oh, was yeah. was very very done. Um and and so. I, I asked her like, hey, can you can you get me this 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 size of shoe? And she was like, yep. And I was like, thank you so much. And she walks off, and I was already like, oh gosh, this is gonna be awkward because like I don't if I if I if I have my way of it, I would be trying on all sorts of shoes because like I get picky about it because that's that's part of why I don't go and buy, buy shoes is because I want them to fit. right. And so now I'm sitting right. here like, oh shit, I'm not gonna be able to properly try on any shoes because I'm gonna be terrified <laughs> to talk to this woman. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, I get that. And so she leaves, and I look at Logan, and I'm like, Logan's my brother. I look to my brother, and I go, I go, um, this is gonna be interesting. Um, and of course, he's he's the he's the quintessential jock, and is walking around and being like, oh, these are so and so basketball player's shoes, and just not being helpful. Right. Um, and so I'm just like, how do I? And so she comes back, gives me the shoes. I try them on. I'm like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this one. I want to try this other pair on. I try this other pair on. Uh-huh. Um, again, she's now more frustrated with me. She's like sweeping in the other aisle. And so like I come around the corner and I go, hey, can I tr- can you get can I get a size whatever in of this pair? Uh-huh. And she like throws the broom aside and comes and takes the <laughs> and scans it. And, and, oh. and then goes as she's scanning it, she goes, there's that thing in the corner, too. And I look over and they have like a self-scan machine. So now I feel awful because I'm just bothering her for no reason. Oh. Because I didn't see that. (laughs) And um and then and then at one point, like she couldn't find her scanner too. So she was getting frustrated with that. So I was just feeling awful for this woman. I'm like, I I don't want to be putting you through this. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um 
And so then, then I tried that, that pair on. So this is my second pair. Okay. That pair's a little bit too big because I get because sizings vary, I guess. And so I, I, I was like, can I get this pair but one one size smaller? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I self scan that time. But when okay. you self scan, it's not like it sends something to the back and someone from the back comes and does does it. So she doesn't have to do it. It literally just means that like she doesn't have to have the social interaction of it. It scans and then it beats something over on her scanner and she has to run <laughs> off to the back. So, so so so, but I was expecting that. So I scan it and then I hear over the other aisle just loud like. Beep, 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 beep. And then she just like I can hear her sigh, <laughs> visibly like, uh-huh. and like throw the broom away, walk <laughs> off to the back, come back out with the shoes. Oh. And she's like, "Oh God, yeah, yeah." And then I try on the third pair, and I go, mm, "I don't really like these. Let me check the first pair again." And then I decided I wanted. I actually was going to go with the first pair. Oh, because <laughs> of course, because oh. of course. Um, and Logan and I are about to leave and I was like, okay, we're good. And I'm like, shit, I need like boots or something too. <laughs> and so I, I grabbed the first pair of boots. I thought were looked cool. I asked for a size. Uh, she went and got them. Uh, this time she took a while. Um, and when she came back, she, she threw the, the box of boots onto the bench next to me <laughs> without a word. And I was like, Whoa. oh my gosh. Um, oh. and I tried those on and, um, they fit well enough. So we left the store. <laughs> You know, I, I would love to hear what, what her version of that story is. Oh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because I'm sure that, like, <laughs> I'm just such, like, a friendly, like, need to connect with people. Kind of, like, my favorite place ever uh-huh. is the, the bagel place here in Williston because they're all just really friendly there. And, like, uh-huh. I'm always like, have a great day. And they're like, right. you have a better one. And it's like, that's the dynamic. And I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I want to interact with all of, like, the social or the 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 customer service people and so like so like that's like what i was expecting to go into with right. this woman and like she's just like no that is not we're not doing oh. that which is fine i just i just don't know how to cope with that yeah it's you know okay i empathy is hugely important and i yep. and and that is like one of my biggest things like i'm i'm very much a believer that i think we should like have like like therapists as as young as like kindergarten you know like for everyone at public school so you know right empathy hugely important to me i think it, it can like improve every aspect of your life however right. i think that we've as, as just as people have evolved a really interesting type of empathy wherein even if like i even if you are like certain that you're right like whether it's whether it's dealing with with someone in customer service who's just like being rude or whether it's like you know you have the right answer to a problem but someone else yeah. wants to be right yep we just don't acknowledge like we will we'd we'd rather be right silently and set yeah. someone else up to to lose without having to have a confrontation then yeah yep. then loudly say something that's right because it would upset someone else i i don't know even if it wouldn't no, upset totally. someone else no yeah i i think that makes sense and i think too like the whole concept of like not wanting to make someone do their job yeah that's and that's it's, I, it's, it's like thing. i've it's the yeah, same at like, least for I me remember, it's the same feeling right and like just like whether it be like if you get the wrong thing like if your food is wrong or something not asking them to give it back things like yes. that essentially like you're paying for the service like like it's okay to like ask them to like do these things and i guess for right. me what it was is like i've been there like i, yes. I yeah, work yeah. in a retail job like i work in a grocery i worked in a grocery store like i know what it is when it's like hour seven and you literally are just so unbelievably done like i get that i've totally been there so i i i understood that and so I, 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 what I really want, I wanted to do was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Or something like that. Like, that's what yeah. I wanted to do. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to do was to make her continue to trudge back and forth between the boxes of, of shoes <laughs> and me. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so that was just interesting. Um, but yeah. Oh gosh. Where are we, I, I was telling my, my lived story, right? Yes. So I guess I can keep going through with some stories I've created. Um, okay. I I found that I, I typically verbally process. That's another reason why this podcast is 
being a thing because I verbally process best. Um, but I have found that processing with written word is also really helpful. Yeah. So I, I've, I've, I've written partially in my mind and a little bit on some scrap pieces of no, no paper, something about urgency and just that, that word urgency have been really on my mind because I feel like lately I've been feeling this rush to do everything and get everything done. Huh. Um, which is weird. And I, I don't know why, yeah. but I think that if I can write it down, maybe that'll help me understand a little bit like where it's coming from. Right. But I've really been feeling just this like need to need to get stuff done. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. What, um, why, why did you bring that up? Um, I guess, I guess that's, that's just what I'm like hoping to write and have written a little bit of. Yeah. So that's my written story. And I, I guess I only bring it up just because, this is helpful because this is forcing me to slow down and my brain just to focus on having this conversation in a way that other things don't. So I guess that's, that's kind of why it's on my mind because that urgency is kind of alleviated by being able to slow down and, and just talk. Right. I mean, literally just talking to someone else can help ground yourself so much more. Like I, I think, I think we, most of us can connect to like when you're, when you're feeling just really stressed about something and someone else like like someone who you trust can just like have that awareness of or like like understanding of you and how Mm -hmm. and how you're feeling so that they can just say like hey you don't have to be stressed about this and somehow it just magically fixes it like most people can't do that but some people can (laughs) totally Totally. i I think it's your sincerity Mm because usually like yeah, there there are times when you have to be stressed, but usually you don't have to be stressed. Yeah. It's just it just happens. Right. And and I think that that's the key of like someone else needing It's still a thing that a lot of us have going on. Because I think that I Oh, it did something weird. Are we still are we still good? Uh, I couldn't hear the last like five seconds of what you were saying. But... Okay, I'll I'll repeat then. Um, okay. I was just saying I think that there's definitely like this idea of needing permission to relax sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, and which isn't healthy because we should be able to self care in in more in more individual ways and not need that kind of like given permission. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it too is just like we convince ourselves that these feelings that we're having are invalid. And so it takes someone else validating them for us to let us then then acknowledge and realize we need into account, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just I just I've been having this like weird urgency going on that's that's just not fun and like like feeling like I need to fill every second of my day with things I want to be getting done because like yes. um this is what I'm going to talk about when I get or, 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 or I'm hoping to play a D and D campaign in the main. Um, and trying to figure out with COVID and everything going on in everyone's schedules. And so I'm, I'm st- um, figuring out ways to do that. And, and just, there's a lot going on in my brain that, that feel like need to get done with a lot more urgency than they do like things that I am doing for my own joy and my own just fulfillment, um, that are stressing me out. And that's just not how it, how it should be. Yeah. It's I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I've myself, I've been struggling with, with feeling like really, really guilty for not using my time. Well, Oh, yep. Yep. I feel that. Yep. And, and not as much, I think in general, you're just a way more productive person than I am. <laughs> um, that. You would be surprised. <laughs> uh, but the, 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 re- the reason that I bring that up is because I've heard from other people that like, <laughs> yes, it's important to take care of yourself. And, and yes, it's important to, to prioritize self-care over getting stuff done. And it's easy for me to tell that to other people, but Telling because, yourself. because of the standard, I like, I, I hold, I hold, um, 
I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out what that is. I guess it's because I hold uh, tangible products that I can say, I did this. I hold that at, at such a higher level of esteem than being in a good mindset. Because, oh. I, and sometimes okay. I can let myself slip into a place where, like, I am neither doing the stuff that I can can be tangibly getting done, nor am in a good mindset by trying to mm. find a place between. Sometimes, like sometimes, I can find a positive place between, but sometimes in trying to find that positive place, I just slip into like completely procrastinating or getting um, totally sidetracked. Right. I think that urgency can be really, really helpful at times, like with mm -hmm. activism. Yes. And with a lot of that that we're working on. Um, yeah. it's really, really, really important and something that we need to maintain. But I think right. with with Dungeons and Dragons, with like different TV shows and books I want to read, like none of that needs to be stressful or should be stressful. Um, yeah. Or be urgent in any way. Um, so I think that like almost, almost like being okay with not getting as much done as I, I want to or feel that I um, mm -hmm. It's a really hard thing because it's almost yeah. like we're taught that procrastination is just this evil of all evils. But at the same time, sometimes whatever we're, like doing is really, really important. Yeah, um, no, it absolutely is. Yeah. But I guess that that kind of brings me a little bit into some of my other stories. Hi there. Um, this is Riley post er, in the middle of editing, rather. Um, and my entire description of my vignette D&D campaign kind of got cut out um, and you aren't really able to hear it at all and I had to edit all that out. So I'm just going to come in here real quick and give you a quick, a quick synopsis of what I talked about um, in my conversation with Avery. Essentially, I want to run a campaign where rather than having consistent weekly sessions, we would have um, essentially a slew of one shots, um, a bunch of sessions over the course of a long weekend or over the course of a week um, that would have one kind of contained story. And then we wouldn't play for a month or so and have a huge time skip to the next um, complete story. Um, and we would do kind of four arcs in that way, starting with all of these characters, um, very, very young, starting with them in like middle school, kind of academy age, starting with them as like young adventurers and then with them as adults. Um, and because of the setting and because of who the characters would be as heirs to the thrones of these seven nations that exist in this world that I've built, um, they would all be eventually leaders of these nations in that final arc. And their goal would kind of be to prevent war, um, keep, keep the peace in that way. Um, but really, ideally, um, the, what I set up and the kind of time skips and, and somewhat um, abnormal way of running the sessions I think it would work really ideally for my friends and I who all have crazy schedules and are trying to do all sorts of different things right now. Um, and D&D can't always be the priority. So that's what I'm working on and putting together. And I'm going to give it back to pass me to finish talking about it. And I think that could be really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that it, part of what would be cool is that we would build these characters and they wouldn't necessarily have to be tied down to a specific player. And so if one person could play the, two, the first two arcs um, and someone else wanted to play them the second two arcs, like that would be fine. People could switch huh. in, tap out, whatever, whatever works. And it could be super, okay. super flexible. So that, so that could fit more with people's schedules, right? Exactly. So people would only yeah. have to commit to like four, four or five days, one week, every once in a while, and just like, really commit hardcore and if we had that scheduled out weeks in advance like if i know that um this weekend friday through monday i'm going to be doing a shit ton of D, &D right. i can prepare for that i can yes. i can put some time aside and make yep. sure that i'm good for that yeah so i think it could be really cool it's a story i've been wanting to tell for a while i have the map drawn up and most of the countries in my mind i even have a couple of characters that i think would be really cool and fit in the setting so i think it'd be a lot of fun yeah i think that'd be i think that'd be really really cool um, I, I think it's it just in general, I've been baffled by how creative people have been taking advantage of, um, I mean, I guess like discord D and D's been a thing forever or right. not forever, but since, since discord has been a thing, but <laughs> yep. like m <laughs> more often I feel like. I just I can't I'm just having trouble using words uh, oh, you're good. as as we've been using like online 
online uh, video and and voice meets. Um, yep. I think it's been really interesting how people have been embracing that so much. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it sucks sometimes, but sometimes people really take advantage of it too, which I right. I don't know. Totally, I think that's kind of cool. Um, and yeah, I think it's really wanna... cool that you've put so much thought into how we can make this work while all of us are busy. At, so at our school, I don't imagine anyone who's not at our school is going to be listening to this, but <laughs> at our school, we have this model where like two days of the week, we are just doing work for our classes. And then one day we right. have like online meetings and then the, the other two days we're in school. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's interesting to take advantage of those two days where you just have work to do because you can technically schedule anything whenever for them so i think it's pretty cool that uh you took that into consideration and especially planning ahead of time so that people don't get overwhelmed with uh with work right exactly and i think it'd be really really cool and especially because of the time scale it's possible that like the third or the fourth arc like maybe by that point we could be in person yeah, so I think there's a lot of potential to make it really, really cool. And it also with a lot of the benefits of like a fully fledged campaign without having to have all of the time commitment and, and craziness that, that that brings. So that's that's a story I want to play or create. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and then something that I've listened to, I'm just going to go through these last three really quick because I want to get on to some, some of the other discussion. Um, but something that I've listened to, I've been listening to amount of is that what they're called? I only see it as like. Five oh, what was that? Um, I've been listening to a lot of Five Seconds of Summer. Okay. Yep. I've, they, I've there's this them. one song they have called Ghost of You. Do you have you heard of that song? I don't believe so. It's good. I enjoy it. It's kind <laughs> of sad. I've been listening to way too much sad music. That one needs some more good sad music. <laughs> yeah, that one and then uh, "Good Things Fall Apart" by John Bellion and like aluminum. I don't know, really whatever. Mm-hmm. Really, really good and never failed to make me almost cry. I cried yeah. for the first time in a long time today. Oh, I, I, yeah. I are you a are... single? A single tear. Was it? Was it about something in real life or something you were watching? Um, it was. I was cleaning my room and I note to me during graduation and i read it and i cried <laughs> oh yeah which is, no but which is awesome because yeah. i i have not i honestly can tell you that that's probably the first time i've cried in upwards of three years whoa i um, um sorry no no go ahead yeah i <laughs> uh not not to get into too much detail last night was just a really tough night <laughs> yep i <Fair> enough. <laughs> i i yeah no something something came up and it made me cry in a way that i have not in a good long time and i was i was very much just like uh driving and i was like damn i wish i had like better sad music (laughs) i'll just send you like sad yeah i would appreciate that (laughs) um i'll set you up yeah no totally um but part of why i'm excited is i'm trying to be really because i think there's a lot of cathartic benefit um, Dude, it's so important <laughs> yeah and like it's like so i thought, i haven't done that in three also get into what i've been watching i've been watching this show called anahana okay it's essentially like i've been convinced to watch it because it's gonna make me cry like ball already tell i'm in and like, the ending is gonna make me cry the concept is essentially it's this group of childhood friends and when they were kids one of their closest friends died and I'm getting oh. goosebumps thinking about it. And it's five years later, and the the girl is now appearing to our main character, who was one of the one of the friends, um, grown up with them, and says she has a wish that he needs to help her fulfill. Um, and the wish involves getting the whole group back together. And so it's just like this journey of them trying to reconnect, now being very very different people, but still all really really deeply and meaningfully affected by the loss of this close friend. Yeah with their regrets oh i'm getting such goosebumps talking about this all of them dealing with their regrets and and just feelings about what happened and the other thing is we don't necessarily like know how she died and and it's just oh my god you i i honestly watch but it's really really good and it it will make you cry i'm i'm trying to convince one of my family members or my girlfriend watch the rest of it with me because i i need someone crying (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. I uh I really like I really like shows that like make you feel. Yeah. I also really like shows that don't. <laughs> I'm very good at I you know so so my my girlfriend I we were watching something yesterday. It was a show called Community. It's a re- for anyone who it, it's so good. And ironically, my favorite TV show of all time. It, no, same. Like yep, actually it's so it's good. So, but like we could <laughs> but the type of humor is really dumb and it needs you to like not be super like you need to like not expect it to be real right and yeah and i was watching the, so i think a, a lot of fans of the show agree that the there's this episode where like the whole school turns into like a post-apocalyptic paintball war um and i think a lot of people agree that that's a pretty pivotal episode because it sets the show like that's that's where the creators of the show are like like, this is what this show is it's not just like normal sick like it's gonna be fucking weird (laughs) yeah yeah um and i was watching with her and she was just like not enjoying it and i was like first of all you're wrong (laughs) and and second like i it was it was tough for me to understand like why why not? And I asked her and, and she was like, well, you know, I just like, I can't be like connected to these characters because it's just all so stupid. And I was like, yeah, it is, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, you cut out of it, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of like suspension of of disbelief and uh, mm-hmm. and understanding that the characters don't always act like real people because they aren't. Right. That's interesting. Um, yeah, sorry. No, you're good. Um, I just think I think community's strength is that it has characters. Yeah, it does. Die. I think the characters are really strong, and that I think that Britta is the only one I don't love just because she was smart and entertaining at the beginning and kind of started. But um, yeah, part of that is that. Britta is just a really wacky person and so they tried to kind of a little bit more but I think it just kind of came yeah it was really really strong yeah oh I agree I really like the way it develops the characters I really like the way it develops the relationship between the characters I guess it's not it I mean sometimes they don't act like real people like Abed isn't a a real person but it's a show and I think um I don't know. And going back to, to, to watching, to watching it with her, like, I, I think her, most of her experience of shows has been like very real and very like trying to be, or not even real, but like just super dramatic, you know, where the purpose of characters is to feel and the purpose of characters is to feel through the characters. Totally. Yeah. But, but in, in a lot of, uh, a lot of a lot of sitcoms, especially sitcoms without laugh tracks, because in la- sitcoms with laugh tracks, you can feel through the audience. <laughs> right, right. But right. in 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 sitcoms without that, like it's, I don't know, I don't know, like the proper way to enjoy <laughs> a sitcom. But I feel yeah. like it's not about um, it's not about feeling through the characters as much as it is just like appreciating the absurdity. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> okay. I want to yes. get to like our main our main discussion. Oh, I, um, okay. So Avery, the minute yes. Um, I have watched one episode. How okay. much of it have you watched? Oh, it's been it's been a good while since I've watched it. Um, I think I've gotten to maybe like the fifth or sixth episode. Okay. For okay. anyone who hasn't seen the show, it's not like there's not really uh, yeah, there's, there's not sort a of a storyline, but each episode is is very much its own story it's this guy um duncan trussell uh he has a podcast called the duncan trussell family hour um but uh net i think it's a netflix original so they they produced this show with him where they got like these thinkers of all different uh philosophies or ideas and just advocates of different ideas uh to come on this show with him and they just they every episode is is a different is an interview with a different person right put to some some sometimes completely unrelated and sometimes sort of related uh 
like imagery but it's like they're talking right. to real people and then yeah their words are put on to characters um it's interesting so, yeah like the heart of the show it is a podcast right <laughs> um but yeah and i've did i already say this i've been listening so duncan trussell the guy who does it he has just a a podcast uh i I listened to some of it and it's interesting because the the podcast is a lot more just like talking talk like having fun conversations where the the show is a lot more like interviews Uh, and i remember the first episode it's an interview with uh dr drew who's super famous for uh thoughts on uh drug policy and uh like responsible usage of drugs right and in the um, in the show he's he's framed as being the the president of this alternate world under under siege yeah and it's funny cuz they're having this conversation while like fighting this zombie apocalypse and you know the whole conversation is very much in podcast voice while they're talking like this while their characters are like whipping out these massive machine guns and like shooting down a whole mall right. full of zombies oh yeah <laughs> and i love the dichotomy not to spoil the like at one point there's literally this woman like in labor labor oh yeah get her in the get her in the car let's bring her yeah <laughs> just the the, the disc the realness to the kind of existential conversations that they're mm-hmm. really brilliant tone brilliant yeah yeah you know one of my one of my favorite things about that show is the the people the people on there are i mean they're they're all experts in their field and even if you don't fully agree with what they're saying there's Mm -hmm. a lot that you can get out of the ideas like it's very or some some of the people that um are on there are like very very spiritual people um but none of them talk about it as if like they've been brainwashed by by some sort of like belief that um that like spirituality is all of what life is, but it's like a a, a way through viewing the world, like cool. like a lens through which to, to view the world. So I really like I really like that. And there's just a lot of discussion about like Eastern philosophy, uh, not as much about Western philosophy, but there's some of it. Um, I yeah. I just I really like the show. It's good to just sort of put on and half listen to, but it's also really cool to like give all your attention to. Yeah. Think about that's the interesting thing is that it's really hard. You can either tune in and think about the visual, tune in to what they're saying, mm-hmm. to do both. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Is so out of context to an extent um, that, like, mm-hmm. it, it becomes really like think about what they're saying. But at the same time, I think that it, it does work in a weird. Hmm. Yeah, it does. And I wonder, like, is there like the the producers of this show? Is there like, did they think about some deep? underlying connection between the president and some random space alien defeating zombies in a in a apocalyptic version of the united states and conversations about drugs like is there some connection there or were they just like totally random yeah well i did like how how like the view of the zombie virus like is is like this intoxicant yeah that was Uh that was interesting they're just these wonderful people singing mm-hmm. it was uh, yeah well i think that the point they were trying to make was they were essentially making the argument that like drugs themselves aren't bad the way people yeah are so i think what that what that reminds me of is and i i could be totally wrong with my history here but um 
you know, anyone with Google, please, please feel free to uh, supplement the actual facts. But it, it reminds me of like when when LSD was like became super popular in the United States in like the, the 60s and 70s. And it like <laughs> uh, and it just it spread like a like the way it spread was similar to how a disease spread. It happened by like, you know, it started in one area and then people brought it to other areas, you know. Right. So we have that spread. And as it started to spread, it was demonized by the U.S. government, who was like, you know, ah, su- substance bad. Um, and right. I I think I remember he- like they, they like paid scientists to publish like questionable research about how it's like bad for you in like really, really terrible ways. Or maybe there they was just like put out there with like other anti-drug campaigns but when you look at it like psychedelics in general just don't really have that terrible of an effect on the body and many of them can at times have positive effects if they're used um properly and and with with the amount of caution and i we could talk about that but i I think we're trying to wrap it up here so so we don't have to um but the 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 idea of you have the president of the United States seeing this, these, these demons taking over and they're like, no, this is terrible. And they're all, they're all like brain dead and evil, but then he becomes a part of it. And it's like, Oh, that's kind of chill and happy. Right. Um, right. Not to get, like, so, so that's, that's what it makes me think of is, is that this, this substance was, yeah demonized by the u.s government, and it and it wasn't like when when marijuana was um turned into like you know the biggest evil that we'd ever seen um a lot of that was a race thing but to my knowledge the uh the demonization of lsd was more just like they thought of hippies as like degenerate you know right right um so 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 they see it and they're like these people they seem to be having fun but they're like not subscribing to to typical like american values of 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 capitalism and stuff they're just like off in their volkswagen buses driving around like how how are we going to stop this (laughs) we have to do something about this (laughs) and and they see that that they're using cars (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the that's that's the thing um that's it's the the cars (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know that's that's what it brings to mind and i don't know if that's intentional or if that's just like i i feel like as people we have a tendency you know how you'll be in like an english class and you'll be like oh why is there like why is there a comma there it probably means like this super elaborate thing and it's like oh no that's just a typo you know (laughs) yeah like i feel like we have a tendency to to read into things and to try to to try to see patterns where there aren't any because we're incredible creatures who are really good at seeing patterns but you know right um right be a burden in some ways totally yeah but so i I wonder if that was intentional um yeah yeah no i agree my 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 biggest struggle of late is that i've been wanting to talk about all these shows and books and such and sometimes I sit there like to my parents or someone and I, and I say, and this, and like, I love how it like represents this and all the symbolism. And they go, are you sure you're not just reading into things? And here's, here's, here's on reflecting on that a lot. If I am seeing something in the media and story I'm consuming, it doesn't matter if no one else sees it or it's not making the same connection to anyone else, because that's how I'm choosing to experience it and appreciate it. And how I'm choosing to have that story communicated with me. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's why art is so subjective. Because it's, it's all about interpretation. And if your interpretation of it is complex and beautiful and makes you happy, then like, good on you. I can yeah. hate it and think it's absolute garbage and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I think there are, there are times when that gets problematic when you have like... I remember last year uh, reading Lord of the Flies. One of the things we we talked about is like the the author of that book has specifically said like it's not a political thing, right? So like don't make it. Pol- it's not a political thing, right? Because right. some people right. some people like take uh, fictional stories and try to use them as like case studies for something that they're not yeah. supposed to be a case study about. But right, so misuse of the work, right? Yeah. 
but so but I, I I agree. I think there's a, a really interesting place of subjectivity and of um, being able to enjoy something the way you want to enjoy it that lies between mm-hmm. a, a complete misinterpretation of a work of art and um, just brain dead consumption. Right. Totally. And I think the way and, you put and, it is I, effective. Right. Totally. And I, I guess I mean, too, like if, if I want to see that this is representative of some theme or metaphor um, or that these characters are, are deep in this way and that it was intentional, like I, I don't think that anyone should be necessarily like disagreeing with that. If I then take those themes and try to like push my agenda on something, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> yes. But if it's just for my own interpretation, I think that that's that's different. Yeah. So on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Avery, thank you so very much for for um, having this conversation with me. Yeah, thanks for um, asking well, me to. Yeah, of course. You're the you're the very first. An honor, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For real though. Um, so yeah, just to re- recap, The Midnight Gospel. Excellent. Definitely should check that out. Yeah. Um, be, be prepared for, for what it is. Yeah. Um, watch out for shoe salesperson. Watch out for... And- oh, there's that TED Talk too. And the TED talk, and the TED talk. yeah, we could um, we could talk maybe another time about if we just want to talk totally. about like masculinity and stuff like that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I think that there's some some deeper conversations we can have futuristically. I, I plan to have you back. Don't you worry. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun for me, Riley. Thank you. Awesome. Perfect. That's that's the goal. All right. Thank you so much. This has been conversations with a socially starved extrovert. Um, I will see you all sometime later. Bye.